Hello, everybody. I am Louise Eddington, the Cosmic Owl of Cosmic Owl Astrology. And we are now in September. We have been for a little bit, but uh, I've been away on vacation. I didn't change my calendar till yesterday. Um, before I dive into the latest podcast where I'm going to look at the next new moon, which is a Libra new moon, I would like to tell you that I'm the author of three books, Modern Astrology, the best-selling The Complete Guide to Astrology, and The Complete Guide to Tarot and Astrology, if you'd like to check those out. I also offer consultations and um, I also have a membership community called the Venus Enchantment Community, which actually also gets discounts off my consultations and any classes that I offer. And one more thing is that YouTube and podcast algorithms love follows and subscribers. So if you could subscribe, if you're on YouTube, give me a thumbs up, maybe hit the little bell to get notified when I upload new content. Um, the more subscribers, the more likes and things, the more my video gets seen. So, and if you list, like listening to the audio version, I would love it if you could head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a hopefully written review, as um, that also helps with the uh, lovely, wonderful algorithms. So, the Libra New Moon. The Libra new moon is going to be on September the 25th, 2022 um, at two degrees Libra. We'll look at the chart in a moment, uh, but I will say I'm actually really um, excited about this new moon and the changes that we have coming. That's not to say that we don't have some uh, challenges coming, but, you know, we, we know that. We know we're in a challenging time. But as always, I am seeing hope and glimmers and, um, and good things coming after the chaos or even amidst the chaos. So I pulled a card for this new moon at Two Libra and I actually pulled the lovers, which makes a big sense to me. OK, so the uh, Gemini card is if you see the symbol, I mean, you probably know the symbol for Gemini, but um, well, there it is, that side is like two and this is all the twos this new moon and this is uh, the lovers is not really just about lovers it's about the integration of all opposites everything coming together in union loving each other and being brought together by this um, priest figure the uh, the hermit kind of figure that's really kind of blessing all the opposites and all the couples in this card it's one of the most beautiful cards to my mind um, there's the orphic egg with the snake at the bottom and and this uh, the chalice here and and various other things going on in the lover's card and at its best, really, the sign of Gemini and the lover's card is really about coming together and bringing opposites together. It's the union of all opposites. OK, and we can see little Cupid at the top firing the arrow saying just love each other. It's also um, the seventh card. And with the um, new moon being on September the 25th, 25 is a seven day. So that's it fits in very appro 
appropriately with with all the energies to be quite honest and it fits in with the um, vibe of the new moon so let's have a look at the chart okay so here is the chart let me just get rid of that and oh i just need to there we go Okay, so here we have the new moon, two degrees, 48 minutes of um, Libra. Libra, of course, is the sign of peace, balance, harmony, justice. It's at the scales, so it's always trying to weigh up the opposites and bring everything into balance. And, um, and it's also the sign of really it looks like the uh, sunrise or the sunset you could say so it's the changing of day into night really or night into day the glyph looks like the sunrise or the sunset now it's at two degrees and two is um is the number of the divine feminine this is a two degree new moon on a triple two year so it's a six year, but it's two, two, two. And if you add up the, all the numbers of the date together, this is actually a 22 universal day. So this is twos, twos, twos everywhere. <laughs> okay. And I'll talk more about that. We'll look at the numbers in a minute. But the new moon itself is opposing Jupiter in a quite a tight opposition, an exact degree away on the new moon, which is going to expand everything. And of course, Jupiter's retrograde in Aries. Aries, the sign of the I am, who am I, uh, me, me, me. And Libra is the we, 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 the coming together. Also, and I've just realized. Um, one mistake I've made there, but I'll talk about that in a minute when I look at the lines. This this new moon is also in a square to Pal uh, to Pallas Athena, and I'll talk about that over in there in Cancer. They are only four, uh, six degrees apart, so I'm going to call that a square. And if I bring in all my little extras, which um, I'm not going to baffle you with on the chart, Hecate is actually with Pallas Athena in an almost exact conjunction on this um, new moon. Other things I will be talking about in this are that the, we have the sun, the moon, because a new moon is always a conjunction um, at two degrees Libra, but within orb, even though it's an out of sign conjunction, we have Mercury and Venus. And so we have the four most personal planets conjunct in this chart all opposing Jupiter so I'll talk more about that as well. Other things we have happening and I do want to draw another line on is that um, Saturn and Uranus I meant to draw the line to Uranus not to Mars but now I realize that Saturn is in aspect to several things because I wasn't really looking at that including Black Moon Lilith, but Saturn is in square to, um, to Uranus. Now, in 2021, we had three Saturn-Uranus squares, and Saturn and Uranus have been coming closer and closer together. They're not quite at their closest yet. That will be when Saturn turns direct on October the 22nd at 18 degrees and 35 minutes of Aquarius. 
but they're well, well in all of, of uh, you know, they're less than a degree apart at this point, if you look at that. Um, sorry, a bit more than that. No, less than a degree. So this is a Saturn Uranus square. So we've got a repeating of a square that dominated 2021 coming together as we reach what I'm really thinking is a bit of a crescendo in this year. Saturn is also in trying to Mars, who is uh, coming up to his retrograde in Gemini. So that's interesting. And also in a quincunx to Black Moon Lilith. And they're all at nine. Well, these um, these two are at nine. These three, sorry, at 18 degrees, which is a nine, an ending number. The other um, aspect I want to look at is Pluto and Eris. Now, Pluto and Eris had five exact squares from Capricorn to Aries through 2020 into 2021. And these two are coming pretty close again, but not exactly squaring. And they um, and, and when Pluto turns direct, uh, which is only on October the 8th, so just after this new moon, they will start moving apart again and we'll never get this close again in our lifetimes in these signs because they're both very slow moving planets. So we're getting um, echoes of the Saturn Uranus square and the Pluto Eris square. So I will talk about that also. One last thing before I just dive in and talk about a lot of things is um, that we have the nodes, the lunar nodes are back to 13 degrees, which is the degree um, they're gonna stay at for quite a long time through the upcoming eclipses on October the 25th and November the 8th. And 13 is the number of the goddess. So I'll come back to talk all about that astrology, but first let's have a quick look at the numbers. So the number two, it's just on its own, is, um, is, the, is the peacemaker. It's gentle, it's kind, it's charming, it's insightful, it's sensitive, it's feminine, in, um, it relates to the moon tarot card and the high priestess tarot card. Um, it's um, harmonious, sociable, it's grace, its devotion. It can, on the negative side, also be unable to take responsibility, be fearful, be um, overly submissive and pessimist pessimistic and dependent. It can fear making mistakes and fear unplanned change. But the number two is considered feminine and extrovert and relates to the star sign of cancer, really, or the sun sign, rather. So, um, so two, but two is also, of course, duality, which brings me back to this card. It's positive, negative, male, female, day, night, black, white, yin, yang. And it's the principle of coming together with another. And, and um, this is all about partnership. And the sign of Libra is also about partnership. But looking at the 22, so it's a 22 universal day and we have so many twos on this new moon. 
the 22 is the master builder number. This is um, the this is the number where dreams can be made manifest. It's about ancient wisdom, force of nature, evolution, universal love, God, if you like. The 22 is the God number. Um, it's re redemption. It can also be retribution, though, and it can be love and war. Um, the 22 is idealistic, creative, ingenious, intuitive. Um, it can also, however, be nervous, anxious, immovable, inflexible, and um, a little bit obnoxious and willful. <laughs> okay, But 22 is really the spiritual master builder on the material plane. Um, it brings, it synthesizes and expands the power of 11, the first uh, master number. Um, there's four times the power and energy in this vibration. So is there, there is four times the strength to use on the material plane. And I am reading numbers, the numbers and their meanings dot blogspot.com for my information on numbers. Okay. But basically, it, it has, it's a very, very powerful number. 22 offers, offers the opportunity to manifest in a master way. So four times the energy, four times the power, four times the responsibility in this, okay, with the, with the 22s. And of course, you know, to echo that being so many fours as well, um, we have 48 minutes on, on the new moon. It's at two degrees, 48 minutes, which is a four. So four times the energy and eight, that's even more. Four times, four, four times two is eight. So we're getting, it, it's a very powerful new moon for manifesting, for bringing things together, for, for bringing justice and harmony, okay? Um, so that's the numbers, but I want to show you one other thing before I talk about the astrology. I just want to show you, um, this is solar system scope. I'm sorry, it's the day, it's set for the day after, because I couldn't get it to stop on that day. I'm not very good at moving this forward and backwards, but it shows you what I want to show. On the chart, we have um, the sun and the moon conjunct. Um, of course, because it's a new moon. And so you can see here's the earth, here's the moon, and here's the sun. So from earthly perspective, the moon and the sun are conjunct. However, here's Mercury, the first planet from the sun, first rock from the sun. We're third rock from the sun. Mercury is the first and, and he is under the beams of the sun um, for an inter coming up to an interior Kazemi because Mercury um, is retrograde on this new moon. And then Venus is the second rock from the sun. And Mercury is probably, Mercury is the messenger of the gods. And he's our mind. He's a messenger, brings information from the gods down to us and vice versa. Venus is about relationships and Venus rules the Libra new moon and Venus is um, under the beams on the other side of the sun. In fact, I'm recording this on September the 12th when she is actually officially having her heliacal set, which means she's 10 degrees from the sun and disappearing from our view. 
behind the sun for her one of her underworld journeys um, and her longer one when she's this side of the sun. So you can see there's the earth, there's Venus. She may just be visible from some areas of the earth and some elevations, but um, uh, not many. For most of us, she's hidden. Mercury's hidden because even though he's our side of the sun, we can't look at him because is blinded by the light of the sun. So both Mercury and Venus are um, under the beams of the sun. They are combust the sun on this new moon. And you can see how all this is together. So we have uh, the earth, which is us really. We have the moon, our emotions, the sun, our core, Mercury, our mind, and voice and communication and Venus, our love, relationship, energy, and our higher selves in many respects are all together under that strength, strong beams of the sun. Because even though it's a new moon, it's actually the sun is really the core of our universe. So all of those four personal planets, personal placements are together, which is really, really powerful. This feels like a big upgrade to me. So I'll stop sharing that. Um, Solar System Scope, by the way, is free if you, um, if you wish to check it out. Uh, you can just download it from the internet. But um, add to the fact though, this new moon is opposing Jupiter. So it's, we have a new moon, conjunct Mercury, conjunct Venus, Venus ruling the new moon. They're all within seven degrees of each other on this seven day. And I pick a seven card and seven is the most spiritual of numbers. We have this opposing Jupiter and Jupiter expands everything. And this is about really, really integrating the I into the we the me, me, me into the we. Jupiter's retrograde over there in Aries. Um, so he's revisiting some um, energy and he's a little, he's uh, he's kind of rethinking, revisiting, re recollecting and so on. He's going, where have I kind of put myself first above others and so on and so forth. And then the new moon, as I said, is square to Pallas Athena in Cancer. And Pallas Athena in Cancer is, is the, pro she's the problem solver. She is creative intelligence. And in the sign of Cancer, that's about um, self-love, protection, family, um, mothering, all that kind of thing. And, and the moon rules Cancer. So we've got a new moon and Pallas Athena in the sign of Cancer. But as I said, if I put all of my little extras in, I don't put everything in, of course, it will be impossible. But I often use Hecate. And Hecate is almost exactly conjunct Pallas Athena. And Hecate is the goddess of the crossroads. She is the way shower. She's showing us the way forward. So in, in many respects, I do believe that this new moon is showing us the way forward. With Mercury being retrograde on the new moon, I do think that um, there's going to be some people and memories come back to visit us. We're in the second half of the retrograde, however, and Mercury 
is um, set to go direct on October the 2nd. So we're close to the end of the retrograde, just a week away from it. We've had the Kazemi, which was at, sorry, the Mercury-Sun conjunction, which is Kazemi, and that's at zero degrees of Libra. So this new moon is conjunct that Kazemi point as well, being at two Libra and zero Libra. And Venus is, and Venus and Mercury are about to cross paths as well. And then Venus is on her way to her first Venus star point in Libra in our lifetimes. And you'll hear more about that on, <laughs> on other podcasts, including where I'm interviewing Ariel Gutman, whose Venus star point work I am um, certified in. And the Venus star point is when the sun and Venus meet for their superior or exterior Kazemi, when Venus is on the other side of the sun. <gasps> so to kind of really sum up just the new moon energy, I think this is a real big opportunity to change our strategies. That's very Pallas Athena. And to allow the triple moon goddess Hecate to show us the way to really kind of uh, integrating this need for what we want, um, to putting ourselves first, and to putting that into uh, self-care, not selfishness, unhealthy selfishness. I know good selfishness can be good, unhealthy selfishness can be bad, and integrating it into the we. It's a real possibility on this new moon to further start bringing people together. I do see signs of it already. I'm not gonna go on about that, um, but um, I do definitely see that changes are coming. The Saturn Uranus square, that's finishing up um, around the, uh, on this new moon and in over the next coming weeks. That's been a real pull between liberation and radicalization on the one hand with Uranus and both unhealthy and healthy conservatism and authoritarianism, authoritarianism on the other hand with, and Saturn and Uranus being both the modern and traditional ruler of Aquarius, that's been quite the tug of war. And we can see that for sure. We can see, oh my goodness, people being very radical and um, uh, and some people being extremely conservative. But I'm noticing a shift. I'm noticing that people are becoming more moderate. They're mellowing. And, and this last blast of the square, I think, is going to bring a lot of resolution, personally. The fact that Saturn is in an air trine to Mars as well on this new moon and to a quincunx to black moon Lilith does give me hope that um, we are, you know, healing. We are starting to integrate the divine feminine and the divine masculine energetically, not just to do with men and women. But then we have Pluto and Eris. Pluto and Eris, they kind of have um, they're both very discordant, disruptive kind of energies. To my mind, Eris reveals what's behind the picket fence. She kind of throws off the mask or pulls it off of others. She kind of reveals the um, 
vanity of the bonfires and, and the uh, vanity of the elites and, and the inequalities and the unfairness of life. She can be quite an angry figure, but it's because she's been left out and um, and shunned um, as many of the less desirables in, in society have been. And then um, Pluto. Pluto is the excavator, but I think Pluto has a heart. Pluto, since 2008, has been excavating um, what's no longer working in the hierarchical structures of society that we've named, that, that we live under. We'll call it the patriarchy. Capricorn really isn't the patriarchy. It's just that that's the structures we're living under at the moment. Um, so I think really that Pluto has been um, digging up the corruption, the, uh, the, the murk and the mire, and Eris has been doing her job on the other hand of pulling that band-aid off and revealing it. So it's been challenging, of course, because we don't like change. And both these squares that have been really ongoing over the last couple of years have been bringing a lot of chaos and change. But uh, we're having a last blast of them now. They're kind of finishing the lessons up, finishing the journey up. It kind of brings me uh, some quite great hope for, um, you know, some of these ongoing uh, things like the um, January the 6th hearing and, and various investigations and court cases. Um, it's also bringing radical, radical change, both of them. And of course, we'll see that in the UK with the death of Queen Elizabeth. Um, no matter what you thought of the monarchy, I think a lot of um, a, a lot of places and things were holding out on their own radical change um, because they respected her. And um, I kind of feel like there may be a big kind of split up and a lot more kind of referendums to remove um, the uh, British monarchy as the head of state in other places. And, and that's that's okay, that's just the way it is, you know. Um, um, I think change comes when it's time. And I think these disruptive forces have been bringing these radical changes that we're going through as we move into the new paradigm. So we are seeing some very radical changes coming. And, uh, you know, maybe it's just because I'm in my third age of life, past my second Saturn return, uh, Saturn, um, meaning time. I've developed a lot more patience than I had in my earlier life and realizing that sometimes change is incremental and just does take time and happens at the perfect timing, according to the astrology. The astrology shows me that. So, you know, whilst, um, you know, in many um, incarnations of my life, I've been that Uranus, I've been that uh, burn it all down Promethean kind of rebel. I'm now kind of a little bit more mellow and going, yeah, I still want all that. I still want that change. I still recognize all that's, um, that um, I see as wrong, but patience and Saturn that's the blessings of Saturn in this Uranus square. So whilst the Saturn Uranus square may have been challenging, bringing an, and the Pluto Eris bringing to light all this, all that's wrong, 
all the corruption, all that kind of thing. Sometimes it has to be brought into light before it can change. So challenges can bring the greatest growth. But most of all about this new moon is those four personal planets coming together and opposing Jupiter. This is going to bring big change. And because it's the 248 of Libra and conjunct the ruler of the new moon, Venus, with Mercury sandwiched in between, I have great hope for this new moon bringing big shifts in hearts and minds and in your own. Be open to change. Be open to listening to other people's points of view. That's very Libra. Libra is very diplomatic, very much about mediation and uh, diplomacy. So be prepared to be um, a bit of a mediator, to listen to other people's points of view, and be open to moderating or perhaps changing your view a little bit. I think there's a big um, element of the new moon asking us to do that. The last thing on the astrology is the 13 degrees. I just love that um, the, the nodes are back to 13 degrees, which incidentally is another four. So we've got that two, four, eight energy again. And um, and as I said, this is the degree, the nodes. Um, I use the true calculation of the lunar nodes, by the way. Not everybody agrees with that, but I use the true nodes because my nodes change signs between true and mean calculation. And I definitely feel like a true node. So they work for me and they've never failed. They don't usually make much difference in, in many people's charts, but... But anyway, I love that the North Node in Taurus, which is also Venus ruled, is back at 13 degrees, with 13 being the number of the witch, the number of um, the goddess, another divine feminine number. There's just so much feminine energy rising up in all of these charts and in all of the collective zeitgeist in overall, in my opinion. Um, and again, that doesn't mean just women, that means um, divine feminine in all of us, bringing it more into balance with the divine masculine that is very much um, um, prominent or has been very prominent, but is also in all of us. Kind of makes me laugh, actually, as I prepare for the new moon and had some lunch before I recorded this. I saw a friend po uh, posting about women being torn between um, cooking and, and picking flowers and doing all those feminine things and climbing the corporate ladder and pushing men out of the way. And actually, I was like, well, no, ooh, no, I don't want to be part of that system. I think we need a new system instead. But there's my radicality. So anyway, so the symbols. But before I read the symbols, just one more reminder to um, subscribe and um, give me a thumbs up and leave me a review on iTunes if you could. But um, the Sabian symbol for this new moon is, and remember I said the Libra symbol can look like the sun rising. This symbol is the dawn of a new day reveals everything changed. 
And the keynote by Dane Rudyard is the ever-present possibility of beginning again on a new foundation of values. Venus represents values, by the way, and we've got the Taurus North Node, we've got Uranus in, in Taurus, and that's a Venus ruled sign, and we have a Venus ruled new moon, and um, Venus coming into her first Libra star point, Venus about to meet Mercury, meeting of hearts and minds. Um, anyway, so this is really the innovator. This is new beginnings. And, and, and this is really um, a, a a, it, it just really brings the re-embodiment of energy and a new creative act. Okay. Rudyard set, uh, links this to the first two Libra symbols as well. He says, this symbol hardly needs to be interpreted except for pointing out that these first three symbols beginning the second hemicycle of the cyclic process should be seen in a trinity. It can be related to the process of true initiation. One, the experience of the undying form of perfection. Two, the release of the energy incorporated in the form in order to reach that which is beyond form and name. And three, the re-embodiment of energy in a new creative act. And, you know, one, one thing I didn't mention before I... Um, when I came into this as um, we still on this um, on this chart have so many retrogrades you know we've we've got um, Mercury of course still retrograde for another week Uranus um, Chiron Jupiter Neptune Juno Vesta Saturn Pluto Sedna all retrograde and so we are in the middle of this big retrograde energy of reflecting and reviewing. So that kind of uh, figures uh, relates to the re-embodiment kind of energy of this as well. One last thing is the Chandra symbol, an inaccurate imaginative map of the world. Subjective, subjective depths become all permeating the surface facts seem like nothing. You are plunged into your internal voyage and compelled to take it up blindly and innovatively. You cannot depend upon anybody's previous experience for you are moving into a whole different reality, inward development as a total way of life, yet surrounded and beset by pressures, demands and distorted reflections. You therefore have to operate virtually, obliv virtually oblivious to the feedback loop of the socio-cultural sphere, to be blind, deaf and dumb to how anything appears to anybody and to act as though the inner world you are cooking up for the future is all that counts and everything else is a blur of facts, figures and passing semblances. I will copy that and leave it in the show notes, but this really does feel, as the Sabian symbol says, like the dawn of a new day that's revealing that everything has changed. We are moving into a new paradigm. So make the most of it, come together, bring people together, listen to people, be, that, be prepared to mediate, and um, and we can have huge growth from all of this. And don't forget to subscribe to my channel. So for now, um, until 
my next podcast, which will be the one before the eclipses. Have a great new moon. Much love.